Rabbi a good morning, a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parish has told us, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Rosh Kodesh Kislev Tovshin Pei Beis. And as I mentioned last night in the Zoom Shmuz, we have completed the month, the first month of the winter's man here in the Olam HaYeshivas, in Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laretz. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot that we have to daven for. And uh, we always try to find inspiration from the parasha. So we're going to quickly take a look a little bit at the parasha. In previous years, we've spent a little more time on it. It's going to be a little bit short today on the varts, but uh, we'll do our best and also try to instill some chizuk with some maizim, gedolim from our great, great, greats. In the end of last week's parasha, in the end of parasha's Chayasar, it speaks about the lineage of Yishmael. From the Maftir, Elohim ben Yishmael, and it gives a whole list who they were. And uh, the end of the parish of Chayasar, it ends off Al Pnei Kol Echov Nafal. Rashi translates the words Nafal is Shachan, that he lived, he resided. This is where the face of where he resi- he resided. Yeah, it's talking about the places where he resided. Yishkinum Echavila, Atshur, Al Shei Pnei Mitzrayim. But the word Nafal normally means falling. And the Balaturim on the spot uh, brings down that there's a connection between the end of Parshish Chayisar and the beginning of Parshish Toldus. At the end of Parshish it says the words Al Nafal, and the and right away in the beginning of Parshish Toldus, it says Ve'ela Toldus Yitzchok. These are the Toldus of Yitzchok. What is it trying to tell us? Oh, so the Balaturim says. It's teaching us when Yishmael, when the, the power of Yishmael, the, 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 the descendants of Yishmael will fall in the end of the days, that will be the beginning of the tzmicha, of the rising up of David HaMelech, the child of Yitzchak, because it emanates from Yitzchak, from the others, and that's going to bring the final Yeshua. Whenever we see conflict, we should always recognize that there's always a deeper, hidden meaning behind it. Here we see from the Torah, the Torah is telling us that there's a connection between the battles that are taking place throughout the centuries. We take a look at Yishmael today, and we have fear. We have Iran, we have the Arab nations, and we have little Israel, we have little Eretz Israel. So we have to know that there's a haftach already from the Torah Kedoshah, that La'asid Lavai, when it looks like Yishmael is very, very large, they'll fall. And the Eile told us Yitzchak ben Avram. And then we're going to go into the Toldus of the Yitzchak, the son of Avram. I saw that, that that's going to rise up and we're going to, we're going to be able to overcome all of the difficulties. I saw an interesting Chidah, uh, that the Chidah says, an interesting concept. He says that another connection between the two aspects is, is that we find that there were very few gerim from, uh, not very few gerim, but there about no gerim that come out of Yishmael. Darizal says that gerim, that the Yishmaelim do not do gerus. While amongst uh, the Christ- Christians, we do find many, many gerim. So the, the, the Chidah says, this is really, again, the connection between the two. The Apnei Kol Echov Nafal, 
is teaching us that Yishmael, they're nafal. Gerim do not come from, from Yishmael. They're nafal. They fall. They ain't ger bamimenu. But the Eila told us, Eila told us Yitzchak ben Avram, and who was he talking about? Speaking about Yaakov and Esav, Amur and Beparsha, like Rashi says, that from Esav they do come Gerim. The Esav does have Gerim. And that's why he says the word told us is chaser, because he's trying to teach us that um, that the uh, the told us of Yaakov and Esav, they are uh, that Esav himself also has a chelik in 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 uh, in Yitzchak. That in the end of the day, there are gerim that come from them. I did see also that the the, the it's really the chidolish shitosim chidolish shitosim says later on in the parsha that. Um, interestingly enough, Yitzchak and Yishmael, they were born from two different mothers. They were two different ladies, so to speak. While Esav and Yaakov were all born from one mother, from Rivka. They were all Bebet and Imai. And therefore, he says that that's the reason why that there is a hashpa that took place in the Bet and Imai from the mother Rivka and from, I guess, the brother Yaakov. And that has some sort of effect. And therefore, Esav, it's possible to have, for have to have uh, Gerim. Well, by Hagar, Hagar was the mother of Yishmael, that was a separate Leda, and it was separate from Sarimenu, and therefore there's no connection between the Yishmaelim and, uh, and uh, Yitzchak. So therefore, there's no, there's, there's no Gerim that come from them. Very interesting, very interesting Mahalach. Uh, I want to mention one other word, and then I want to say over a mice and tie it into the times that we're going through and also the parasha. Always, um, um, we always discuss that after Yaakov and Esav are growing up and uh, the Avram Avina dies and there's the Avelis and there's the Nazir Adoshim, Esav comes and he wants to sell, the, he, wants to, he wants to drink the, the hot red soup, the lentil soup, and Yaakov says, if you'll sell me the Bukhar, I'll give it to you. And um, Esav says, yeah, I don't want it anyway. He sells the Bukhar to Yaakov. Yaakov gives him the Nezir Adoshim. The passage says, Vayochal, Vayesht, Vayokom, Vayelech, Vayivez, Esav, Esabukhara. And Esav, he despises the Bukhar. We always say over that the Targum Yonasim Benazil on the Medrash comments, and he says that Esav on that day, had committed five averas, five, many of them cardinal sins. Number one is, he had that day, he had killed Nimrod. And that day, he had been Ma'anis, he had uh, been Ma'anis, a, a Nara Hamarasa, a woman that was married. He had captured her. He had, he was Kaifer in Tchias HaMesim, and he was Kaifer in Olam Haba. And he was also Mavazah the Bukhar. And he sold the Bukhar. Now the question is, that he did such tremendous Averis, right? Oh, excuse me, he was over about the Zara. Over about the Zara. He was over on Shvichas Damim. He was, uh, he captured uh, Naira Ross. He was Kafir and Trias Amazim. And he was Mavazah, he was Mavazah, he was Mavazah, the Targum Yosem Chaya Alma. And uh, he was Mavazah the Bukhar. But the Torah only mentions the Bezus HaBukhar. Why does the Torah only mention the Bezus HaBukhar? And we're always fond of saying that uh, Rav Schwab Zetzal says that 
Esav, again, especially based on what we said before, Esav does have Shaykhus with Rivka and does have Shaykhus with Yitzchak. And we do see even Gerim come out from Esav. There's some sort of connection between the two. But what happened was like this. He could have committed all kinds of cardinal Averis, but if he would have kept some sort of connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the Avoid of the Bukhar, then it's possible he would have been able to return to his real glory that he was really destined to be part of. We know, without going into the whole parasha of the Mahalach, we see that Yitzchak really wanted to bless Esav. He felt that he could really be an asset for Klai Yisrael. He could be part of Klai Yisrael. He could be the warriors of Klai Yisrael. Rivka said that no, he's going to take it for himself, which was her fear. But in the end, but we do see that there was a plan that Esav could have had a part of it. But when he was Mavazir Bukhur, when he said, I don't want to have any connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's when he lost his Shaykhus. And this really shows us a tremendous, tremendous lesson, which has ramifications to our very own day today. What does a person give value to? I think this is really the essence of this week's parasha. The essence of this week's parasha is the battle between Yaakov and Esav is what is truly important. By Yaakov Avinu is the Ishtam Yashav Olim. Yaakov Avinu is the one that uses the brachas for good. Esav is the Yadayim, the Esav. Esav is the Ishtzayid. What really is important to him? We take a look at the world today. Just today, this morning here in Yushalayim, there were demonstrations at the Kotel because on Rosh Chodesh, the women of the Kotel, they come and they bring a Sefer Torah. And now with the new government, with all the new rules and regulations, which are very anti-religious, which is really in itself something which is hard to understand how Jewish people could go so far against the, 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 the tenets of the Torah. But this is the matzah of the way it is. The machlokis that goes on in Klai Yisrael continues until this very day. So the, the fighting that goes on is really an outcome of really what's, what's valuable, what's really important. And um, in the world at large, the world at large, it's really money talks. What's really important is who has more money. The Rav of Yushalayim, Rebbe Tzalo Zolti, he went for a visit to America on one of his first trips. And when he came back, all he could say is, is that I can't believe it. He says, what's important in American society in those days, and you can imagine our days as well, is how much does a, how much is a person worth in dollars and cents? Uh, this person is worth a million dollars. This worth this person ten million dollars. Today you have people that are worth a trillion dollars. And Rev Rev um, Rev Zolti said, "How can a yid? How can we give a value on what the the value of a Jew is? A Jew is so much more than just dollars and cents. His midas, his meisim and everything that he does for another person. Those are really truly the true important things. So." How can we give a value to a person? And I think this is really the issue, that the crux issue that's going on in our, in our lives today. What do we give importance to? And uh, when we take a look at the battle that's going on in the government, that the government is, is, is trying to push an agenda which is anti-religious and they're, they're hitting the pocketbooks of, 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 the, of the yeshivas so we could get despondent. But we have to realize in the end of the day, there's going to be Ela told us Yitzchak ben Avram, the true told us of Yitzchak ben Avram, which is the Kol Kol Yaakov is going to rise up. So, the Gemaisa I saw that the um, 
the altar from Slabotka, when the Slabotka yeshiva made a decision that they're going to move the yeshiva from Europe to Eretz Yisrael, and the altar of Slabotka himself came. He left a branch in Europe, and he brought the Hebron yeshiva, and they built the yeshiva in Hebron, and today that yeshiva continues in Yerushalayim, went through pogroms and everything else. So they needed a lot of money in order to be able to make the transition from Europe to Eretz Yisrael. They had to buy buildings. They had to transport the people, transport the different people that are that are um, in um, that are coming from Europe to Eretz Yisrael. So Rav Moshe Martha Epstein, his son-in-law, was then raising money in America, and he um, the Alta Slabatka asked him to try to raise money, and there was the a very important gevir that lived in America. His name was Mr. Schiff. Mr. Schiff then had a lot of real estate. He had a lot of hotels, and he was the president of the Friends of the Yeshiva of Slabotka. And he donated in those days $25,000 for the move for the Yeshiva to be able to send everyone, those that, that, that went there, so including the Alta of Slabotka. A tremendous sum of money in those days. But he decided this is really what's important. And then the Yeshiva came over to Eretz Yisrael with the Hebron, and we know the history that the Hebron Yeshiva continues all emanating from the altar from Slabotka. And Mr. Schiff had this great schus. And then in 1929 came the stock market crash. And Mr. Schiff lost all of his money. And uh, he became, not just all of his money, literally he was living in a, in a, in a basement in Manhattan all by himself. And Rav Moshe Martha Epstein was then in America. And he... Excuse me, Rav um, was then in America, the son of the Rav Moshe and he decided to uh, ask the Rosh Hashiva that this person should be able to get some support from the Yeshiva. So the Rosh Hashiva sent him a telegram, and he said, you should go to Mr. Schiff, and you should give him a loan of $5,000. He gave him the right to take $5,000 that the Yeshiva had raised as a loan, and uh, in order for him, him to be able to, get, to stand up on his own two feet. And what happened was, Rav Pratzker Sarno went to his, his, his little basement, and when he came into him, he showed him the telegram from Rav Moshe Martcha, who was then the Rosh Hashim, the son-in-law of, of the altar. And he said to him, I have a check here for $5,000 that the Rosh Hashiva said should be given to you. So he said, he said, he screamed at him. He said, what are you doing? He says, all the money that I had, what do I have remaining from it? I have the $25,000 that I gave to the yeshiva. All that wealth, what was really important was the money that was sent in order for the yeshiva to be able to pick themselves up and move to, um, to Eretz Yisrael. And you want to take away that schus from me? I want to keep that schus. I don't want to take any money for that. That's pure, pure schus, which is going to go up with me to Olam Habo. And that showed what true value is. The true value is where where do I really where do I really invest my money and my time and my efforts? Is it in the Torah? Is it in the mitzvahs? Is it in the Maisim Daivim? And the Rebetzalo Zolti, who was the Rav of Yushalayim, his Yartzeit was yesterday. Rebetzalo Zolti, to see, and I have his Svarim, and I learned his Svarim. So he said that when he... When he, he went that when he came he went to Australia to raise money for the yeshiva, so he said when he got there he got 
he saw the the the, the, the Lakewood Kailu in Australia, and he said there's no question in his mind that Rabbi Aaron Cutler, who was from the Talmidim of the Alter from Slabotka, who the Alter sent in order to start the yeshiva with Rabbi Zalman, and eventually he moved to America, Rabbi Aaron, and he built Torah in America. The Kol Kol Yaakov of Rabbi Aaron, it continued, a Kol Gadol Shalom Yosef, it's a Kol which continues, and the Australian Kailul, and all the Kailul in America, and all the yeshivas that were started by the Talmud of Rabbi Aaron. It happens to be Rabbi Aaron Cutler's yard site is tomorrow. What do we see from over here? The Kol Kol Yaakov continues, and even though there's the Yadayim and the Esav, but Ledeir Edeiris, we should draw Chizuk, and we should realize from these parshias, the parshias have told us, Rosh Chodesh Kislev, the parsha, the the, the where we begin to tap into the ore of the of the Chashmanoim Abanav who fought against the Yavanim, who fought against the Misyavnim, and we should be not, we should not be deterred. We see things that are happening in the world and even in our own midst here in Eretz Yisrael, the battles that are going on between the secular government that's trying to take away all remnants of Yiddishkeit at the Kotel, the different laws that they're trying to, to, to enact. We have to realize, in the end of the day, Eila told us Yitzchak ben Avram, our value, and what we feel is important, and what the Rabbanisham feels important, is the one that's going to overcome all, overcome all the difficulties. I want to wish everybody a good Shabbos, wishing everyone a good Chaydish, Mitz Hashem, we should be Zaycha, to Yeshua's Gedoivus, to all the brachas that it says in the Birch HaSachaydish, L'Tayv, L'Simcha, L'Sasan, L'Kol Klal Yisrael. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.